You're listening to episode 150 of the Voice in Canada podcast. Hey there, I'm Dr. Terry Fisher, one part physician, one part voice enthusiast, one big part Canadian, and one small part of our community, Northern Voice. Together, let's explore how voice technology is transforming our lives north of the border. Let's talk voice. Hey there, and welcome to the podcast. So glad to have you along for this week's episode. This is episode 150 already. Boy, 150 episodes. Today, we have a great interview with Shamala Prayaga, and she is doing an incredible amount of things in the voice first space. Let me just tell you a couple of the things that she is doing. She works for Ford as the autonomous conversational AI vision lead. So when it comes to voice, boy, she is doing some of the cutting edge work that is uh, really shaping the auto industry. She is the founder of the Digital Assistant Academy. I was very, uh, Privilege, very honored to be on her podcast as well as part of their academy. She has been named a top 40, top 40 voice AI influencer, and she is in the process of writing a book called Emotionally Engaged Digital Assistant and Humanizing Privacy. Really, really interesting stuff. We cover a lot in this episode. And again, this is one of these episodes that is a recording of the live streamed show, The Voice Fluencer Show. And The Voice Fluencer Show features people like Shamala, who is also going to be coming uh, as one of the voice fluencers on The Voice Den. And that's upcoming on January 27th at 5 p.m. Pacific. So I hope you will join us there. And you have an opportunity to ask questions live of Shimala. Now, as usual, I have a guest host with me on the Voice Lenser show. So you're getting to know Ian Utili. He is the uh, guest host as well for this episode. Um, so let's get right to this uh, episode of the Voice Lenser show with Shimala Prayaga. Hello. Thank you so much, Terry. Thank you so much, Ian. Uh, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. It's, uh, it's really nice of you to take the time to, to chat with us today. So I'm, I'm really excited for this conversation. Yeah, I'm um, looking forward to it. Wonderful. Can we just start off by having you introduce yourself a little bit to the audience and telling us who you are and what you do? Yeah, so um, like you mentioned, I'm the product owner here at Ford Motor Company and I lead the autonomous digital assistant effort. So everything to do with the use cases for autonomous vehicle to thinking about what kind of technology should we be using and uh, uh, looking at the partnerships and uh, everything to do with digital assistant, you know, I take care here at Ford. And then I'm also the founder of the Digital Assistant Academy. Uh, so we just recently launched our own uh, voice interaction design training and certification. So I uh, am also the founder there. And uh, we just launched uh, the Michigan chapter for women in voice. So I'm also the founder of uh, that chapter. So a lot of interesting things there. You are doing a lot, a lot. I love that. That's fantastic. I'd love to learn a little bit more. How did you get interested in voice? What's the background there? Wow. Yeah, that's a loaded question. <laughs> so, um, it was accidental. So in 2012, when I joined Amazon, there was hackathon and I'm one of those, you know, like a person who's always interested in participating in ideatons, hackathons. So uh, the idea was uh, uh, to enable people to shop online in India. 
and back in 2012 online shopping was not even a thing so shopping in india was a big thing and i was looking at how we can enable what can we do to do that and one of the ideas was like uh, people want to try products before buying and especially in india it was a lot more because especially there are online like there are stores and you have these trials and those kind of options and people like to do a lot of trials and all and online shopping does not give you that kind of opportunity so my idea was online e trial solution through a mobile phones and when i was designing the solution i was like well if i'm trying an apparel every time if i have to touch my phone and do something it's very frustrating so that's when the idea of you know combining voice with uh, augmented reality came to my mind and the idea was like well i can just say i want to try the second one and the ar system uh, the uh, system would actually augment what uh, is out there and i can just try it out virtually so that was the idea and that's how my journey with voice started and then you know it continued with amazon where i was part of the beta testing for the dot 1 the gen 1 and gen 2 as well and since then yeah i've been working in voice technology forever <laughs> so it's been a long time i would say wow and like i said you you do a lot you're the founder of multiple organizations agencies etc like I love it. I I can relate. I can relate. I it shows how much you you're you're committed to voice. I love it. I love it so much. Um Yeah. I mean there's so much we could talk about here. We could talk about I know that you're you're writing a book. I know that you've got this Digital Assistant Academy. You've got this work with Ford. Uh where do we even start? Um perhaps we can start with a little bit with the um the academy. Tell us a little about the Digital Assistant Academy and then we'll get we'll get in here as well to ask a question uh, after that. Yeah, so um Like I mentioned, I started my journey with Amazon. Uh, you know where uh, the actual voice interaction uh, was done, and then I used to work for a company called Voicebox Technology. After that, and Voicebox was a ASR NLP conversational AI company. You know which is now acquired by Serens. So when I was working through that, and then here at Ford, I realized like all of these companies have their own set processes. There is nothing you know in common when it comes to conversation design. uh someone is using excel sheet the other company is using visio and uh, you know everything is all over the place the second thing is uh, this limited understanding of conversation design in general how it should be what should be done we have some resources out there great resources out there great books out there but then uh, not everyone is a self learner they cannot just learn everything by themselves and they need some hand holding and the other thing i realized is the voice will become mainstream at some point and a piece of paper would become more important than your knowledge uh, because uh, we live in this world where you know we have to prove ourselves through a piece of paper like i am a certified xyz so i realized like uh, those were some uh, missing points because the processes are not set and the tools technologies are not set but i also realized that standards are missing right how do we design standards around ethics how do we design standards around inclusivity how do we design standards around privacy so all of these things everyone is doing their own and i realized like there has to be some sort of standards uh, and for that to be in place there has to be a curriculum in place uh, so any aspiring designer any new designers any existing designers who want to you know learn these are kind of things uh they can do that through the academy so that was the whole reason why the academy was started and we also love to call setting standards in voice technology as our uh you know uh description for the company so great ian why don't we get you in here and uh and ask us a couple questions here well 
for those that haven't had a chance to hear your recent podcast, I heard the one that you did with Carl on the Voice Tech Podcast and the other one, Miracles in AI. So it's been fun getting to know you through other people's questions. I think one thing that uh, I'm wondering about is how you project the future. Like, let me frame it this way. If you compared our ancestors from the 19th century, right, three generations ago, and their communication speaking and then how technology's interfered and now we're at where we're at with communication and us being able to use computers and speaking to them and speaking to us. And how about three generations from now? Right? Like, okay, do you do you think much about the future and how would you frame where we're at on the on the experience? You know, are we fifty percent there where we're going or do you think we have much more to go? So that was what some of the thoughts that kind of rolled around in my head as I was learning a bit about you in those interviews. Yeah, that's an interesting question. So I would say, uh, and I'm sure, you know, you might have seen the same thing. Uh, I come from the dial-up world, you know, when internet was uh, just dial-up and it was taking hours and hours, you know, to connect to the internet. And then uh, the websites were crazy back then. Uh, to the point where, you know, I also saw how smartphones have evolved. You know, smartphones existed smart apps existed and evolved to the point where, you know, you can do so many things, AR, VR evolved. The same thing I've seen with voice uh, as well. Like uh, we've been envisioning voice for a really long time through sci-fi movies and through uh, all the different kind of, uh, uh, you know, advancements we are trying to do. And of course, you know, it's been there forever. Uh, 2012 was a breaking point for voice technology when Alexa launched. Siri was there, but yeah, Alexa was the you know paradigm shift for everyone, mindset and utility, everything wise. So uh, the future, uh, like if I look at the future, maybe you two or three generations from now, everything will be interconnected. So I would love to uh, say something like you know smart home kind of thing. We we have a smart home system right now, but it's not. 100% smart home, they are all individual in itself. Like there's a smart refrigerator, there is a smart TV, and then uh, there are smart ovens. All of these things are there and they have a different independent operating system or different technology aspect to it. At one point, there will be one assistant in the home. It could be anywhere and it controls everything in the house. So my son, who's like, when he was three, he started speaking with voice assistants, you know, naturally. I never taught him this is how you should be speaking, but he was like struggling to uh, ask something to the, um, like search something on the TV. And all of a sudden he saw the microphone icon and he just pressed it and he started asking, you know, things. So intuitively it came to him that I have to use voice. No one taught him. So now if you look at the future generations, like two or three generations from now, they will live, breathe, eat everything voice, I would say. Like, you know, for them, voice will become whole and soul. So it will be uh, like that. But of course, by then, uh, we cannot have too many, you know, like uh, competitions trying to uh, say like, okay, I'm the best, I'm the best. So there has to be more coexistence. So I feel like by then, it, it will be something like I entered the house and, you know, everything is voice enabled and I can do whatever. My cleaning system is voice enabled. So I don't have to tell uh, you know, do this, do that. So I, I feel like it will be something which is carried throughout, you know, not only in your house, but also in your car. So, you know, your experience carries with you through your biometrics. So there's a lot of potentials which I see with voice. 
That's great. That's great. Yeah. It's so fun to, to, to think to the future. I, I'm, I mean, I'm on the same page with you. Uh, that's why I keep saying that I'm wearing the shirt voice is my OS. I mean, that's, that's how I, I that. that's how I see the future. <laughs> that's how I see it. So that's wonderful. Um, can you comment a little bit about, I know with all, with all this experience and all this, um, all these thoughts and your vision, I know that you're, you're writing a book and can you tell us a little bit about that? What that, what that is, what it's all about process. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So see, uh, I have realized one thing, uh, throughout, uh, these many years since Alexa was launched, like I keep mentioning when Amazon launched, uh, it was a big shift for everyone and everyone wanted that small pack at home and they were trying and playing and fiddling around with it and doing all sorts of things. But if you look at the statistics and data now, uh, you would see that although there are 100 plus skills available or 100 plus actions available, the utility is limited to four or five or maybe 10 use cases. Like people use it to play music or they use it to uh, do certain kind of things like uh, navigation or things like that. But voice commerce has not picked up a lot, although some people tried and they gave up, right? So if you look at the statistics, uh, although there are so many skills available out there or apps available out there, there are a handful which are being used uh, on daily basis or regularly. And one of the biggest reason is, you know, it's like uh, I like to, uh, you know, give the example like when you are newlywed, you know, you just want to spend a lot of time with your spouse and you're like, okay, doing everything together. And then after some time, you know, the honeymoon period is over and you're like, okay, you don't, you don't want to spend enough time. So, you know, uh, the relationship does down. It's the same thing with the voice assistants as well. So at some point you're like, okay, I'll just shove it inside my closet because I don't want to use it. Now there are privacy issues. This assistant is now listening to all my conversations. I don't want it. I have an Alexa next to me, which is always on mute. So only when I'm testing something, I use it now. So that's the kind of relationship we have started building. But the voice assistant future is great and huge and big, right? People are betting millions and billions of dollars uh, into this market. So until we fix certain things, uh, we will not be able to get to that stage where we are saying that, okay, voice assistants are everything for us and they do everything. So what I realized is the emotional connection is missing. So when I say emotional connection, it's not that I'm expecting some sort of personal relationship with that assistant, you know? I still want it to be my assistant, but when I talk about emotional connection, there are a lot of things, you know. Uh, the, the biggest reason why the utility is not there is because these assistants do not understand most of the accents or they are not empathetic or sympathetic to some of our situations or they are not conversational in nature. They are pretty robotic, transactional. I say, what is the weather? It will just tell me the weather. So all of these are the issues which is actually uh, making you know that connection between the assistant and the user dull down after a certain point of time so uh, my book talks about uh, how we can uh, make an emotional connection by humanizing the technology by humanizing privacy by humanizing the conversation design by humanizing the inclusivity and things like that so uh, there are lots of uh, you know stories from people who actually use voice assistants we've interviewed a lot of people and uh, I spoke to people from different backgrounds, different countries to understand their mindsets and everything. So it's been a fun process, but the book is going to talk about all of the different kinds of things and processes and frameworks. Wonderful, wonderful. And, and when's that, when do you think it's going to come out? It's interesting. I was suppo It was supposed to be launched this year, but due to, you know, 
delays <laughs> especially when you're writing books there are like lot of revisions back and forth i almost had my book completed but then i had to trash it down and write from the scratch because oh. i realized like oh no you know this is not working for me so uh life of an author <laughs> so i'm hoping uh, at least by 2021 i should have the book ready great great ian let's bring you back in here i'm enjoying your view there beautiful sunshine yes all right too beautiful not to share. Uh, I really love living here. So recently Ford changed their mission statement or vision statement to something along the lines of to be the most admired brand. Uh, that's what I understood when I was with some of my friends from Ford about a year or so ago. How does uh, the brand of Ford and the fact that the mission of the company is to be an, a world-class admired brand, how does that impact the work that you do on the autonomous voice AI that, that you work on and the product you lead there? So, uh, see, it's all subset of uh, all the work we do, whether it is, uh, you know, for the voice assistant or whether we do it for the HMI, the infotainment system, or anything we do uh, eventually reflects upon the brand and the brand mission statement and values, which we have, right? Including the assistant we have. So like I love uh, saying this all the time, when vehicle becomes the driver, voice becomes your companion. So when you're talking about, you know, like voice is your companion, you are directly or indirectly reflecting to the brand of your company as well. So the assistant personality, the way it will respond back, the kind of use cases or help we give and, uh, you know, the level of uh, personalization, all of those things will directly or indirectly reflect on the brand and the brand value which we have created. Great, great. Well, boy, I'm actually we've covered a lot. I'm I'm uh, I'm so thankful that you're taking this time with us. Um, I, I'd like to finish off with one particular question and then give you an opportunity to to share how people can connect with you. But but my question for you is, and, and I try to ask this of people that are going to be coming on the Voice Den, as you will be, and that's as you know, people come on the Voice Den, and then we have the participants ask questions of the voice influencers, people like you. And so, if you could sort of choose what questions you would like them to ask you. What are the areas that you feel that really are your kind of your expertise that um, you could really provide a lot of value for people? What are the kind of questions that you would like to have asked to you? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So uh, definitely uh, one of the thing is how to become a conversational designer. If you are wanting to get into the path of conversation design, definitely I would be happy to answer any questions uh, around that. And then if you are already in conversation design uh, world and you want to learn about privacy or inclusive design, which is my passion, uh, or ethical design, I would be happy to talk about that as well. Great, wonderful. It's gonna be nice having you and John Stein there. I know you're both, you're involved with the Open Voice Network as well. So um, there's gonna be lots of opportunity to talk about that, uh, ethical design, inclusivity, and, and so on. So I'm excited for that. Um, Ian, any final thoughts before we give the opportunity to share links and so on? I have enjoyed hearing your answers and I feel like I learned being a part of this. And so I'm looking forward to having you participate in the voice then. And uh, no, I don't wanna take up more time and ask more questions, although I can probably ask an unlimited number of questions. <laughs> I find 
<laughs> That's right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Shamla. Can I can I get you maybe to then share with the listeners, the viewers, the audience, where can they go to learn more about the work you're doing? Uh, where would you like them to go and look you up and, and otherwise connect with you? Yeah, so uh, LinkedIn, um, you can just look up uh, Shamla Prayaga and you'll find my profile. So I'm very active on LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, my handle is Prayaga. Uh, so those are the places where you can find more about me. If you would like to find more about the academy, you can go to digitalassistant.academy and learn about the course we offer and uh, the different uh, uh, training programs which we have out there. Wonderful. Well, again, thank you so much for spending some of your time here on The Voice Monster Show with Ian and I today. Thank you so much, Terry, and thank you, Ian. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Boy, Shimala is doing so much incredible work, and I encourage you to reach out to her if anything that she is talking about um, really strikes a chord with your interests, and if there's a way that she can help you with all of her uh, different products and services, then definitely uh, reach out to her as well. As a reminder, she will be on The Voice Stand January 27th at 5 p.m. Pacific, and you have the opportunity to ask her questions if you so choose to do so, or you can be a fly on the wall and you can just enjoy the experience as part of the show. As always, you can reserve your free seat for the show at thevoiceden.com. Well, I hope you have a wonderful week. I look forward to chatting with you again tomorrow on the Voice in Canada Flash Briefing. If you haven't subscribed to that, then please do so. Just go and enable the Flash Briefing on your Amazon Echo device or on your Google Home device as well. Have a wonderful, wonderful day and week. Talk to you again very, very soon.